Good to see everybody today. Um, we're just going to jump right into this thing. And I'm going to start with this idea that I don't think anybody intends to destroy their life, but they do. I don't think people think in terms of I'm going to find myself in the wrong place, but they do. And most of the time, it happens by one unwise decision, one wrong step, one bad habit at a time. We have a great example in Scripture. This guy had amazing hair. <laughs> he was strong. He had unbelievable potential. And if you know his story and you know who I'm talking about, you know he lost his hair. Not me. He lost his strength. He really ruined his name and ended up losing his life. Who am I talking about? Samson. And it's like, how could a guy with that much potential that God had given to him end up in that place? And you look at his life and you say, it's one wrong decision, one wrong habit, one wrong step at a time. And it all began right here in Judges chapter 16, verse 1. This is where it all began. And it says, Samson went to Gaza. And it was there he went and he found a prostitute. The first bad decision that he made it led to other bad decisions and other bad habits that developed in his life. And, and really, when you think about it, what business did he have going down to Gaza? If you don't know, Gaza is way down here. Gaza is one of the five Philistine cities. One of the, uh, the cities that were the enemies of God. It's like, why did he go there? He is from Zorah. He's from 25 miles away. Why did he risk so much for so little to end up in that place? And the answer is, he made one bad decision, one bad step, one bad habit at a time. And, and I'm here to tell you that no one thinks of their life in that way. I don't think anybody growing up is thinking to themselves, you know what, one day... I'm just going to continue to make bad financial decisions, and I'm going to live paycheck to paycheck. I'm going to be at a point that I'm, I'm always struggling. I'm never going to be able to get ahead, but people do. I don't think that, that people think to themselves, you know what, one day I'm going to be in a job that I hate because I live an undisciplined life, a life of mediocre but people do. But I'm here to tell you this morning, it doesn't have to be that way. It just doesn't have to be that way. We are in a, a series that's entitled, The Power of Change. And the first week, Peyton started off with this question, who does God want you to become? And we said it's, it's more than just the idea that um, you know, I need to change my behavior, behavior modification. It's about spiritual transformation. This is why people, two weeks into the new year, 
they've ended their, their New Year's resolutions. Because if you make a behavior change without changing the heart, you have a tendency to go back to those things. So we said we've we got to do more than that. We've got to change our hearts. The other question that we asked last week was, what is one habit you need to start? Holy habits. What, what is one easy thing that you could start? And I hope that everybody went home and they started a new habit this week. Maybe you started more, but I hope it's the beginning of something that you begin to stack these good, holy habits in your life. But today, we've got to ask this third question, which is, what are... What's one habit that you need to break in your life? Because all of us have those things. We all have those things that, that we know is not a holy habit, something that we know is not God-honoring, that, that is taking us in an area maybe we're not, we shouldn't be. This is what the book of James tells us in James chapter 1, verse 21. He says, therefore, put away, say that with me, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. James says to put it away. He says to get rid of every filthy habit. Don't entertain it. Don't tolerate it. Don't say, well, that's just the way I am. You've got to say, I need to put it away. Say that with me. I need to put it away. And we do that by accepting the implanted word, the living word of God that is within us and submitting to that. What is one habit that you need to break? Think about it and define what that may be for you. You know, last week I, I talked about the bad habit I had of eating sugar. I love sugar, all sugar, every sugar, brown sugar, white sugar, fun sugar, I don't know. Every kind of sugar that you can eat. And that's something I had to change. For, for you, it may be carbs. It may be you need to cut down on fast food. And you need to say, I need to put it away. Say it. I need to put it away. Or maybe it's something deeper. Maybe it's, it's uh, um, an addiction to pornography. Maybe it's um, to prescription medications. And what you need to say is, I need to put it away. Say it. I need to put it away. It might be alcohol. And, and you know, you may not think you've got a problem. But let me tell you, if you know one or two people in your life that loves you, you know they love you, and they've said something to you about this before, then you probably need to be saying to yourself, say it with me, I need to put it away. But it's not just those types of things. It could be, uh, it could be your attitude, that some people have a bad attitude of being hypercritical. They're know-it-alls. They're people who um, are stubborn and selfish and smug. And they need to say what? I need And maybe it's, an, it's a habit that you once had, but now you no longer have. And so therefore you got rid of this holy habit and you got into a bad habit. The Bible actually talks about something very similar to that in the book of Hebrews 10 verse 25 he says not neglecting to meet together say this with me as is the habit of some he says we need to be encouraging one another and that word habit in the Greek it means a pattern of behavior when COVID hit we had to go online for a little while most churches did 
We came back, a lot, of, a lot of different people came back, but then there were others who did not, and eventually some came back, but there are some who never came back. And it just shows you how quickly a habit can form, a bad habit, and how you can get out of a holy habit. Let me tell you about something that I'm working on right now. It's this little device. I didn't realize how much of a problem I had with this device until I had to get a new phone. And now my phone gives me updates every week on my phone usage. <laughs> Folks, I could not believe how much time I was spending on social media. I was shocked. That wasn't the worst. It told me how much time I was spending on my phone while I was driving. Hope there's not any cops in here. We're going to race that part out of there. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I got to do better than this. And that first week, I did. Man, I cut this thing way down. And then the next week, guess what? It's back up. I think it's even higher than it was before. And it's like, what is going on? One, and something I'm still working on. I am still working on this in my life because I realize this is not, this is not a good habit, right? And so, you know, we, we start thinking about these habits, and, it, and it's like, why is it that some habits, why is it good habits hard to start and bad habits are hard to stop? You ever thought about that? And here's the reason. With good habits, the payoff is later no, the payoff is now. No, payoff is later. The pain is now. Yes, yes, yes. I'm getting it right now. So, you know, I decided when I was going to go off sugar, I did this like a little bit before the holidays. And, you know, you're not seeing a whole lot of great payoff at this point. And that means, that means the things I like to do uh, to my wife's pineapple casserole and sweet potato casserole, and desserts during Thanksgiving. That meant Christmas cookies, Little Debbie Christmas trees, who know what I'm talking about. <laughs> They're addicting. Carol's lemon, lemon cake that she makes. She makes me every year. Our family one every year. And I, I, saw, I really, I, I thought, you know what? Oh, it's just Thanksgiving. I'm just going to pig out. I'm just going to, you know, just forget about it. But I knew I was still weak. I knew if I started taking part in any of the holiday stuff, I was going to be off the wagon, if you will. In fact, I, I knew that, I'll tell you one way I knew for sure is because Carol gave me her lemon cake and I brought it home and there was a little bit of icing that got on my fingers. <laughs> and I licked it off. And Missy even told me, she goes, you know, she made this cake and she loves to make this for you and for all of us, but you need to at least eat one piece, right? And I told her, I said, if I eat one piece, I will be halfway through this cake before I stop. So I'm like, no, I can't. I've got to put this away, right? Well, the same with, with bad habits, except it's a reverse. Because the payoff is now. And, and the punishment is later, right? 
You know, because, hey, man, I love this, 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 this sugar and I love eating bad things and so forth. And that is great right now. And then later on, you go to the doctor and you get blood work, Dennis. And all of a sudden you start seeing some things. They say, listen, if you don't get this down, you're going to have a heart attack or you're going to be on medications or you're going to do. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Or you're going to be a diabetic or whatever it may be. Or, or you know what, you, you're, you get up in the morning and you're putting on your pants and they're not fitting well anymore and you're popping buttons across the room and, and it's like, you know what, Here, this, is when it's, this is when it all falls apart. But at the time, the payoff was great, right? But later on is when the pain comes. I want to go back to the problem that I talked about with my phone. And, and I know that I am not the only one who has a problem with this. You just don't have a phone that gives you updates. But according to research, the average time that, the average time that people spend on their phones, and this does not count talking on your phone, which is what the phone is for, not counting it, that the average spends four hours and 30 minutes a day. A day. Now, I had to get my calculator out for this. And I'm going to say, because we're Christians here, that, you know, we only do four hours. Actually, actually I'm calculating four hours because it was easier. But if you spend four hours and 30 minutes a day, and you do this 365 days a year, you will spend, by the end of this year, 14,060 hours on your phone, not counting the time that you actually talk on your phone. Now, let's say you do this for 60 years, and some of you are like, oh, I'd never do that for 60 years. Let me tell you something. You give a child a phone at 15, which that's considered child abuse in this day and time to wait that long, but 15, and they, they have this phone until they're 75, they will have spent 843,600 hours on their phone, you begin to divide that by 24-hour days, that is 3,650 or 10 years of your God-given life that is sitting on this device. That's why we say we don't, we don't ruin our lives all at once. We do it one bad decision, one bad habit at a time. And that's why we say what? I need, oh, come on now. See, I'm talking about the phone now. Y'all aren't motivated anymore. I need to put it away. Yeah. So last week, we looked at some ways that we can start good habits, holy habits. And I use words like easy. Remember that? I mean, it was like, oh, this is so good. Easy. Today, I can't do that. It's hard. It's difficult when we start talking about getting rid of bad habits. But here's two things. Two things that I believe will help you in doing this. The first thing is remove the cue. We talked about cues last week. We said we need to create cues in our lives to help us to remind us, to motivate us to do the things, those habits that are good. But there are certain cues in our lives that are, are bad cues for us. And we need to remove those. In fact, Proverbs chapter 4 says, Do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the ways of evildoers. Avoid it, do not travel on it, turn from it, 
and go on your way. What's he saying? Don't get close to anything that would hurt your relationship with God. Now, there's a lot of things that are cues for us in society. And, and I'm going to give you some of these, and, and hopefully they'll help you as you think about where you need to remove some of these cues. Here's the first one, certain places. Certain places. If you can't go to TJ Maxx without breaking the budget, do not go on that side of the town. Right? Samson, he didn't find a prostitute in Zora, his hometown. He walked 25 miles. He went the wrong place. So there are certain places that you may be tempted. And you say, you know what? I need to stop, I need to stop going to those places. Another one is certain times of day. Certain times of day. You ever really thought about that? If you're a person who's ever struggled with pornography, maybe that's something you're struggling with even today. Think about when it is that, that you would struggle with pornography. It was probably at night. Probably when you're tired. Probably when you're, well, it's a time that you're trying to just distract yourself. Maybe you're angry. But there's certain times of day that you need to be on alert. Which brings to the next point, and that is certain moods. Certain moods. Did you know certain moods make us more vulnerable? All right, remember this. Halt. Okay? Halt. Ready? Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. It's during those times that we become the most vulnerable. And if we realize that and we try to figure out ways to taper that, I think it'll go a long way. Here's another thing. Certain moments. You ever thought about that? There's just certain moments that you've, you've gotten into some bad habits. Now, probably not the card reach girls, but some of these other, other kids in here. You ever, you ever gotten to a point you failed a test? And so, you know, in order to console yourself, you eat a pint of ice cream. Y'all probably do that for anything, right? Actually, what they do is when they pass a test and they ace it, that's when they go and they, they splurge on dessert, right, Dennis? No? We won't make you, we won't make you tell on them. No, what, no matter what they do on their test. So, right, so there are certain moments, think about it, certain moments where we have created some bad habits in our lives. So we have to be aware of those things. One more, certain people. There are certain people. Um, the Bible is it's very plain that, that evil companions corrupt good morals. And not only is that a biblical thing, studies show that this is true, that we become like the people that are our closest friends. Now, here's one. It, it absolutely blew my mind. There was a study that was done, 12,000 people for 12 years, and then there was another study of, tw of 12,000 people for 32 years. And what they discovered is that if you had friends, your close friends are overweight, you have a 57% chance of being overweight yourself. Now, what's, what's even more fascinating, that's 20% points higher than a spouse. But here's the cool thing. If only one in your friend group decides to lose weight, a third of the time, you will lose. 
or the people that are associated with them most. Because our friends are the people, we go to the same places, we eat the same kind of foods, we do the same kind of things. And so they're, they're making this association. But folks, it goes much deeper than food, doesn't it? What about, what about having that friend that loves to spend money? Man, they love to shop, and they want to take you shopping, and, and man, you go shopping, and they are just a bad influence on you, you know what I'm talking about? You know, and what about your values? What about your beliefs? You see, they, they all hold to these things um, as well. So Proverbs, you read Proverbs, and we're going to be talking about that in a couple of months, the book of Proverbs. But Proverbs says a lot about walking with the wise. And that with, in walking with fools, it leads to destruction and harm. And so we always want to, to, you know, if there's somebody that you're always finding yourself doing things that you wish you hadn't have done and find yourself, then you know what? You really need to reevaluate who your friends are. So we're watching for cues. And so remove the cues, those things that trigger you. Because, say it with me, I need to put it away. Here's the second thing. Interrupt the action. Interrupt the action. If you have a bad habit of hitting your snooze button about 20 times every morning, and you say, I need to stop doing that. Okay, well, if, if, it's, if your alarm is on your phone, or if you have an alarm clock, put it on the other side of the room. So that when it goes off, you got to get up. What are you doing? You're simply interrupting the action. If you've got a problem with spending on Amazon, maybe find a trusted friend that you give your password to so that the only way you can buy something is if you go through that friend. You consult with them. What are you doing? You're just simply interrupting the action. If you are addicted to gambling or to alcohol or to drugs, or to sex, then you may really need to interrupt the action by going into rehab. And, and some people see that as a sign of weakness. It's not. It's a sign of wisdom. It's a sign of, I, I know that God wants something better for my life. Very few people ruin their lives all at once. It's one bad habit, one bad decision, one wrong step at a time. And we see it with Samson. We made mention of Samson. He walked 25 miles in the wrong direction. That is, if you're wondering, 56,250 steps. Now that's the bad news. He took 56,250 steps in the wrong direction. But the good news is, that he had 56,250 steps to decide this is not the direction I want to go. And that's why God's grace is so amazing. And I want you to understand that you are not what you did. You are not what you're doing. But if you continue to walk in that step, you are going to become more of what you're doing. Remove the cue. Interrupt the action. Jesus is the Son of God. He is perfect in every way. 
He is... He loves you more than I could ever adequately describe to you this morning. And he came to this earth for people who have bad habits, people who are walking in the wrong direction, people who are broken, and he came to call sinners and to tell them, turn from these things and turn to a, a God-honoring way of life. But we've got to trust Him. That's what faith is all about. We've got to say that His way, His walk is better than mine. And I've just got to trust Him even when culture is telling me something different. And, and at baptism, our sins, they're washed away. God's Spirit comes into us and helps us to break these things, these, this old way of life. And he puts us on this new direction, this new way of life. And we're going to stumble along it. We're not always going to be right in the middle of the road. We're, but the more and more that we continue to submit ourselves to Christ, the more we are walking on that road to wisdom and goodness and being like Jesus. Our, our, our worst habit, and we all have it, is simply this. We sin. We all sin. We fall short of God's glory, His standard. And our culture doesn't like to hear that. But God's holy and we're not. But the good news is that Jesus was perfect. And because of that, he could be our sacrifice for us, for our sinfulness. But he didn't remain in the grave. He came out so that you and I, we have a resurrection power that is within us if Christ is in us. To be able to overcome no matter what it may be in our lives and to step towards Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit do a work in us that goes beyond our ability to even comprehend. By the power of the risen Christ, do only what you can in our weaknesses. May we find strength, power, and grace. Help us to remove the cue. Help us to interrupt the action and to renew our minds with your truth, to do your will in every way. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.